Hey, my name is Pastor Jed, and I am so thankful to get to worship and follow our Lord Jesus alongside you and your house church today. If this is your first time being part of a house church or uh, joining us, I want to say welcome. I believe the Lord has you here today for a specific reason and wants to speak directly to you. This may look different than anything you have ever experienced before, but we are committed to following the Lord and doing our best to be obedient to what he is showing us. It's about worshiping King Jesus. It's about loving each other well. It's about living in community and serving, about praying together. It's about studying the scriptures together and putting it into action. It's being so captivated by him that we cannot keep it in. And family, that's when these gatherings become this collection of praising King Jesus together because of how we've been spending time with him from house to house praising our Lord, remembering what he has done for us, amen? Devoted to the small things because we believe something greater is happening. And I'm so thankful that you are here with us and that we get to do this together. The last two weeks we've looked at Acts chapter 10 and today we're gonna to be staying right there. I believe this is where the Lord wants us to be. He's wanting us to, to camp out right here, to pay attention. I believe that he has a word for us today right there in Acts chapter 10. He's speaking to us and wanting to show us something. And family, I pray that we do not miss it. I love it. Someone in our house church last week said, it must be important. A pastor tells us that we are staying here for three weeks. Family, write these down. It's what we've been talking about. Hear the voice. See the vision. Make the venture. Hear the voice. See the vision. Make the venture. I'm going to have you and your house church read out loud together. Acts chapter 10. Discuss what stands out after hearing this a third time together, and then pray. And after that, we're going to be coming back, and we're going to dive deeper into this text. There's going to be a timer that comes up. Go ahead and just hit pause. Read Acts chapter 10 out loud in your house church. Take some time to discuss what you hear this time through and pray together, and then we will come back and dive deeper into this text. Let's do that right now.
Two weeks ago, Pastor Tim did an incredible job laying out the overview for us in this chapter. And I would encourage you, if you watched it or you listened to it, would you go back again and listen to that again? It is so important. In that teaching, he shared three things, hearing the voice, seeing the vision, and making the venture. Last week, we were so blessed by Pastor Laurent's teaching in this chapter as he focused on seeing the vision. Pastor Laurent uh, talked about our hearts, remember? He shared about how God sees our hearts and, and how he wants to expand them so that we can live the way that he wants us to. One of the key takeaways that I wrote down from last week was when Pastor Laurent said this. He said, God is at work, but we miss it when, number one, we're too busy. How many of us can relate to that? Number two, we don't listen. We either choose something else or we, we close our ears to what he is saying. And number three, we don't open our eyes. We don't see it. We get distracted and we stay focused on something else instead of looking for opportunities of how God is working all around us. And sadly, family, we miss it. We talked about this in our house church last week about how sad would it be to get to the end of your life and you can, you've considered yourself to be a Christian, a, a follower of Christ your whole life, yet you never followed one thing he was doing. You were too busy. You never listened. You didn't see it. To you listening to this right now, I believe God is wanting to speak to you, to us as a, as a body, as a church family. He's trying to get our attention. He's wanting to show us how he is already at work. And family, he's inviting us to join him. Listener, pay attention. Hear the voice, see the vision, make the venture. I'm going to focus today on making the venture. And family, this is a dangerous place. I believe this is a place where we can get into trouble. It's risky. There's potential danger. It's, it's probably going to cost us something. It's unknown. Look at the story. Look at Cornelius here. It would have been easy to experience what he did to be told your prayers and gifts to the poor have been received by God as an offering. Wow. But when it came time for action, when the angel said, now send some men to Joppa and summon a man named Simon Peter. Wow, this is uncomfortable. This is unknown. What if they say no? What if, what if Peter isn't there? This is a 30 mile journey. What if, what if something happens to them along the way? What if they think I'm crazy? Did I really hear God say that? How easy it could be to just sit on that information, to give it a day, to give it a week, to give it a month, to give it a year, maybe a lifetime. And eh, it'll just go away or I'll just forget about it. And we call that Christian. We call that following Christ. Family, we get stuck. We get comfortable. We don't do well with change. We don't like the unknown. Look at Peter. His whole life, he had lived by the law. He, he walked with Jesus. He heard Jesus' teaching, yet he still hung on to the law that said certain animals were unclean. Even when shown the vision, it was still uncertain. How could this be? Look at verse 19. It says, Peter was deep in thought over what he had seen. And let me ask you, when was the last time you gave five minutes, five minutes to something God showed you? Are you too busy? Are you listening? Are your eyes open? Family, don't miss it. Listen or pay attention. We'll miss it if we're too busy. We'll miss it if, if we don't listen. We'll miss it if our eyes aren't open to what he is showing us. Scripture says, Peter takes a journey with the three men and even some of the brothers from Joppa. 
upon entering the home. By the way, have you noticed where all this is taking place? The home. Cornelius, a God-fearing man, as well all, as well as all of his home, sends him into Joppa for a man named Simon Peter, who is staying at Simon the Tanner's home. Peter goes up on the roof of the home to pray. Peter invites the men to stay with him at the home. After traveling, they arrived and walked into Cornelius's home to find a house full of people. Why is this so important? Because family, this is what God has been showing us. It has to start in our hearts and it has to be displayed in our homes before we can ever go any further. It can be easy for us to put on a nice show for everyone else to see, but when it comes to our home, from the people who are closest to us, is it really Christ that's on display? Do our attitudes reflect that of Christ? Do we serve one another without complaining just as Christ did? Do we put others before ourselves? Do we forgive or do we hold a record of wrong? Is there joy in my home? Family, it's gotta be lived out in our homes. Look at this text. It says, upon arriving in the home of Cornelius, I love the interaction that takes place here. This is what it looks like to follow God. Peter asks, why did you send for me? Basically, what am I doing here? Why am I in this strange place? Remember, when we listen to the Lord, he will take us to places that we can never imagine. He will put us in front of people that we can never fathom. And I love Cornelius' response. He says, four days ago, I was praying in my house about the same time, three o'clock in the afternoon, suddenly a man in dazzling clothes was standing in front of me. He's like, I don't understand this all. I, I know this might sound crazy, but here's what happened and here's what I know. And family, that's a picture of what it looks like when we trust the Lord, when we step out in faith. Another way of saying that is trust the Lord and do good. Have you forgotten that this is the verse the Lord put on our hearts and began speaking into us as a church? God speaks. He shows us a glimpse. We don't get all the, all the details. He doesn't give us the full picture. And he says, walk this way. He says, follow me. He says, watch what I will do in you and through you. And it's in those times of uncertainty. It's in those moments of doubt and fear of failure, fear, fear of, of looking silly, fear of possibly losing everything, fear of stepping into a new, stepping into unknown. And that is the moment when we need to hang on to what was spoken to us, to hang on to, to what we were shown, the vision, and to hold on tightly to the promise of who our God is, to follow him by faith, believing that he will do it. I think what I love most about this story is how real it is at this moment in Cornelius's home. Here are these two guys. They don't know each other. They don't know why they're here together. It's unknown, it's different, it goes against cultural norms. So what do you do? Family, they share what they heard, they tell what they saw, and they follow by faith, trust in the Lord. Another way of saying that is they waited on the Lord, that he will do what he invited them into, amen? And I think that's where uh, it gets dangerous for us. We think that we are the ones who have to come up uh, with this grand thing, something that is miraculous, that we are going to do on our own, that we have to do. But really, it's God who will accomplish his will, what he set out to do from the very beginning. Are you willing to wait on him? Are you willing to put your trust in him, that he is who he says he is, and he will show up at the exact moment of his perfect timing? Family, we get to be part of that. That's you, you listening to this right now, us listening to this. 
as followers of Christ, we read the Bible and we believe that, that this really happened, the story that we're talking about here, this really happened to real people at a real time, in a real place. We also believe that there are things that will happen ahead of us. Jesus says in John 14, 28, he says, remember what I told you, I am going away, but I will come back to you again. If you really love me, you would be happy that I am going to the Father who is greater than I am. I've told you these things before they happen so that when they do happen, you will believe. You will put your trust in me. Just as sure as he went away, Jesus is coming back. Hold on to that promise, follower of Christ. That's a promise. And as we wait, put your trust in him. Don't fall into the fear of, of only what you can see going on around you. These unknown times that we are living in, the way the world is, is changing so quickly, it looks different, it's uncertain. Following Christ goes against the grain of today's culture. So what do we do? We hold on to the promise of his word and who he is, amen? And as a follower of Jesus, may we be attentive. May we not miss what he is doing. He's inviting us to join him. But we'll miss it if we're too busy. We'll miss it if we're not listening. We'll miss it if we don't open our eyes to what he is showing us. And family, for us, it couldn't be more clear. I love how Peter enters the home of Cornelius and all, all he knows to do is share what he has heard, the vision that he has been shown, and what he has got to witness as the Lord asked him to step out in faith. So just like Cornelius and Peter, I want to share with you what we have heard. 2019, God began stirring in our hearts. He began to speak something into us. And I want you to listen to what Pastor Tim experienced in early February, 2019. Listen to this. Four pews back, a little before nine, February 22nd, that two and a half minute I've not stopped thinking about for the last seven months. And God just rebuked my spirit for my lack of faith and my hardness of heart. And I wrote in my moleskin journal, when I take notes, I wrote, I wrote down this, this sentence, and the sentence is, uh, very simply, if you want to be part of the movement of God, you've got to move. I, I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know anything else, but I knew that that was what God in those moments was beginning to speak into my heart about, uh, uh, about something. And I began to think about my life, and I begin to think about our life together as a community of faith. And I don't know what this means. I don't have a master plan. We don't have a master plan, but I believe we have the master's plan, and we've confronted the resurrected Jesus, and he's told us to reach this valley for Jesus Christ, and we're not going to do that effectively from the corner of Fifth and Park anymore. And so I just want you to know I believe with all my heart that it's time for us to move. And we weren't given all the details up front. So what do you do? So now we're getting ready to enter this new decade, 2020, with the information in which we believe the Lord has clearly spoken to us, that it's time to move. But right now, around that same time, God began to put a verse on our heart, a promise that he can be trusted and an invitation for us to follow him. Check this out. What are you going to do with the next decade? Physically, spiritually, relationally? What do you want to see happen? It's okay to dream that dream. But David's looking at life. I was young, now I'm old. I'm looking back at life, and there's so much in life and so much in the world. There's, there's so much injustice around, and, 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 and evil people prosper, and good people suffer. Why is that going on? 
And David boils it down uh, to six words. This is, our, this is our theme, my theme for my life, and hopefully our theme for our church's life for the next decade, Psalm 37.3. And if, and if you're thinking about it in more terms, it's Psalm 37.3a, just the first half of verse 3. And it boils down to six words, and the six words very simple are these. Trust the Lord and do good. Whatever happens over these next 3,649 days, those two things have to happen in my life every single day. I need to trust the Lord, and I need to spend part of my time doing good. Trust the Lord and do good. Trust the Lord and do good. Trust the Lord. What's that going to look like? I don't know exactly, but I know that's what he's going to call me to do. Six words, trust the Lord and do good. And so over the next year, you're going to hear some sermon series that are about trusting the Lord, including this one. You're going to hear some sermon series about what it means to do good. And we're just going to go over and over and over these principles. Trust the Lord and do good. Trust the Lord and do good. Trust the Lord and do good. Because there's no spiritual movement if we don't trust the Lord. There's no doing good if we don't trust the Lord. And it's in those times of uncertainty, it's in those moments of doubt and fear of failure, fear of looking silly, fear of possibly losing everything, fear of stepping into the new, the unknown, that's when we need to hang on to what was spoken, hang on to what we were shown, and hold tightly to the promise of who our God is, and follow Him, waiting on Him, trusting Him, believing that He will do it, He will accomplish what He set out to do. As we stepped out on faith and trusted the Lord, following him, we began to, he began to open our eyes to people that were all around us right here in this valley, people that he wanted to reach, people that he wanted to care for, and he was inviting us to be part of it. And family, we would have missed it. We would have missed it if we would have kept our heads down, if we would have just been uh, so busy, caught up in everything else, if we would uh, not be listening if we didn't open our eyes to what he was wanting to show us. May 19th, 2021. I'm on my way to meet a man who I can't even pronounce his name. What do you do? What do you start the conversation with? What if he doesn't show up? What if he can't understand me? I think what I love most about this story is how real it was at this moment for us. Here are these two guys. We didn't know each other. We didn't know why we were even here together. It's unknown. It's different. It goes against cultural norms. So what do you do? Family, we shared what we had heard. We told each other about what we uh, got to experience as the Lord was working in us and through us. And it was incredible. It was this incredible time of marveling at who our God is and what he can do. How he could bring two people together like this from opposite sides of the planet to stare at the vision just like Peter and dream together about what can be done if we would just listen, learn, and lean in together and trusting him, the places he will take us, the people he will put us in front of. Acts 10, 35, it says, in every nation he accepts those who fear him and do what is right. Every nation, this is the message of the good news for the people of Israel, that there is peace with God through Jesus Christ who is Lord of all. Family, he's Lord of all. Family, look at how we've heard the voice. Family, look at how we've got a glimpse of the vision. And family, now it's time for us, that's you listening right now, to take the venture together. In a world that's so divided right now, race wars, border wars, religious wars, there are so there's so much division. But this isn't how God sees it. No, the mission has never changed. Jesus said, and you will be my witnesses 
telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, and in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And family, look at how he's been using us, us, this body of believers, to be his witnesses to people all over the world together. People in refugee camps, oceans, continents, and thousands of miles away, hearing about the abundant generosity that was shown to a person that we had never met together. People coming from all over the world to a funeral, talking about a group of people who would care so much together. But it's not about us. It's been the Lord's plan all along. And what he has been doing, we just got invited to join him. Family, we are witnesses. Every conversation, every person, every place he takes us, we get to tell about a God who loves us so much. He's so incredible that he sent his one and only son, Jesus, to die for our sins. That we are no longer separated from him because our sins, because our sins have been forgiven by the blood of Jesus dying in our place. And if we declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, it says, you will be saved. Family, this is the good news, and we get to share it everywhere we go. And what I need you to take away from this story today is just what Peter experienced. There's a whole house full of people right now who are waiting, waiting for your door to be open, waiting to be invited into your table, waiting to hear about Jesus, waiting to see a glimpse of the kingdom, every tribe, every nation, every time, listening, learning, and leaning in to trust him together. But family, we'll miss it if we're too busy. We'll miss it if we're not listening. We'll miss it if our eyes are not open to what he is doing. Family, look at what he is doing. We get to be part of this. It's what we were created for. It is our purpose. It is our mission to bring him honor and glory as we serve him, to serve God, us, to love him with all that we are, obeying and enjoying him forever. Don't miss that. And we get, to joy him. we get to enjoy him forever. And it doesn't have to wait until heaven. We get to do that right now. Start now. We are part of this story. You are part of this incredible story. Hear the voice. See the vision. Make the venture. Almighty God. Lord, you speak so clearly. And God, we're humbled that you would speak to us, that you would invite us to join you. God, you are holy. And God, we have heard. God, as you began stirring our hearts years ago, you didn't give us all the details. God, you just spoke one word, and that was to follow you. That was to move because you were moving. You were doing something, and you were calling us to trust you. God, when it was unknown, God, when it required a step of faith, when it was uncertain, God, you were faithful to be right there with us, to guide us each step along the way. God, you were so faithful. And God, as you opened our eyes, as we stepped out and you, and, and you opened our eyes to see people that you saw, to care for people that you wanted us to care for, God, you invited us to be used by you in such a way that would bring you honor and glory. God, thank you 
for giving us those opportunities. God, it is so beautiful to see you at work. It is so beautiful to look back and to see your hand. God, we say thank you. God, for a pastor who was listening, who was waiting for your voice to lead this this flock, this community, the boldness that that took. God, thank you. Thank you for giving us a pastor who listens. God, as you opened our eyes, you showed us people right here in this valley that you wanted to reach. And God, as we have been going through these last few years, God, we see it. God, how you brought people together. Together, a glimpse of your kingdom that goes against cultural norms, that goes against everything that our eyes can see right here on this earth. But God, it is a glimpse of your kingdom on display. And God, when people see it, they recognize it. It's not about us. It's about you. It's about who you are and what you've done for us. And God, we are just so humbled to be invited by you. And so God, as we have heard, God, as we have seen, Lord, together with one voice, we say, Lord, we desire to follow you. We desire to take that first step in making the venture to trust you, to wait for you, because we believe that at just the right moment, at your perfect timing, God, you will do in us and through us exactly what you set out to do long ago. Lord, we love you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.